I embrace. A lot has happened in my life and I live every moment to the utmost. And I want to share that with you. My beloved family and friends, I want to share my journey of life because I feel that if the universe is sharing so much with us, doesn't it share the elements? The breeze, the trees, the water, the sun, the planets, the moon? It shares. And I embrace it all. And I take it all inside. And I revel in it. And I bloom and I grow. So don't I feel the need to share all that I have been through with all of you. This is such a beautiful opportunity because anything that I do comes dilsi and anything that I speak is straight from the heart. And I am so happy to be here and speaking. You know what my mother says? She says, you were not born with a silver spoon. You were probably born with a silver telephone. I talk a lot. But I tell you one thing, which you're going to be surprised at. The tables are turned. But I'll keep it for a little later. My father and mother, wonderful people, phenomenally loving people, not God-fearing, but God-loving. So when such wonderful people connect, obviously the spark of life is something special. And I consider myself very, very special. And guess where this spark got ignited? This spark got ignited in Kunur, in the Nilgiris. And where did this spark fructify? I was born in Srinagar. So what do you think I do? This little traveler was born not realizing that life is going to be such an adventure from beginning and whenever the end comes I bet it'll be rocking so conceived in Kunur in the Nilgiris and born in Sri Lanka that's a lot for a little fetus to travel but I guess that's how the traveling began also, I have a till, a birthmark on my heel. I also have a till on my tummy, which means I like to eat. I like to walk on my feet and I like to eat. I reached Srinagar and guess what? My Nani's best friend, Dr. Sant Kaur, was a gynecologist. <laughs> So guess where I was born? I was born at home 
on the dining table. So when they put my mom on a charpoy, it moved, obviously. So they decided that no, this is not happening. The stiffest, straightest operating table in the house would be the dining table. Let me tell you a little secret. When my mother says, Oh, oh, you eat too much. With a straight face, I tell her, Hey, mom, who told you to give birth to me on the dining table? What does one do on the dining table but eat? Yeah. I love to get the last word. But then who doesn't? I am human after all. So I was born on the dining table. And I will just move ahead a little because of association of ideas. When I got old enough, and mom took me to Bombay and I was first in a Montessori school called J.J. Montessori where I was a spoiled brat. I was fat, I was chubby, I was cute, I was full of fun. So when I transferred from the Montessori to St. Anne's, the mother asked my mom, where is her birth certificate? And she said, I don't have one. And the mother was quite taken aback. So then she explained that I was born at home and uh, things like that. And finally, these are the words of my mother. She told the mother there, my husband and I were born on the 8th of May. So last month actually was their 70th wedding anniversary. And this month I turned 69. So it is closely connected with this kissa. So my mother tells her, my husband and I were married on the 8th of May, 1953. My daughter was born the next year, in June of 1954. As a little kid, I must have been very tired. This was news of the most explosive kind for me. So we went on a holiday to Delhi and we have family scattered everywhere, but Delhi being the capital of India has literally the capital of our families there. So all the oldie oldies were there and my cousins and we were many of us. My grandmother and I went to the eldest member of our family and I said, Ta pata? And he said, Kya? I said, Pehle mere mummy papa ki shadi hui thi aur phir hum peta Now, this changed the entire ambiance of the room and everyone laughed furiously after the pregnant pause. And then he turned to me in his booming voice and he said, I am glad it happened that way. <laughs> so 
you know, my dear listeners, in my 69 years, I have so many stories to tell. So you might find me jumping from topic to topic, but they will always be a link. So one more link I need to tell you before I forget. My mother and her family in Srinagar. My grandfather travelled with the Darbar six months in Srinagar during the summers and six months in Jammu during the winters. And my dadi and dada, they were settled in the Himachal Pradesh, they were settled in Palampur. Their home was nestled just within a tea estate, Bundola. So my dadi, in those days, they were inland and uh, little letters. So she sent a letter to my mother and said, Apni beti ko dea. Get your daughter here. I would like to do bhavan for her namkaran. Arya Samaji. Now my mother was in a quandary. Her sister's best friend was someone called Nirja Mattu, whose uh, son Amitabh Mattu is doing great things. In fact, he was he actually launched my book in Srinagar and Nirja was there. I, I was so thrilled. So she had decided that I must call her Nirja because Nirja was a beautiful person very cultured, very soft, well-mannered, and respectful, loving, caring, compassionate. And I guess my mother wanted me to have all those qualities. So my mother took me and we went to Palampur. And she told my grandmother, she said, I will do whatever you wish. I will absolutely go in accordance to your wishes. Your wish is my command. But I did have it in my mind to call my daughter Nirja. My daddy, by the way, had done her BA with my bua at the same time. So this is what she told the pundit. She told him. Panditji, my son works in the Indian Navy. That is, that more often than not, his home is the water. My daughter-in-law's name is Kamla. Therefore, their child, their daughter, should be Neerja. Neer meaning water. And ja meaning pani se utpani, corn out of water. I think the pandit was so sad. But that is how I got the lotus. My mother, the lotus. My dad, the seafarer, conquering the waters of Neptune, the god of the waters. Let's go back to 
Srinagar. So I was born in this house behind the Jammu and Kashmir Bank in the bungalow that was meant for the general manager. After my grandfather retired from the Darbar, and by the way, his name is Pritam Chang Rao. And people look at my mother, all of them are Kamla Rao, Shashi Rao, Kanan Rao, Lalit Rao, Mohini Rao. And they say, how on earth do you have a South Indian name? In Srinagar, it was a title bestowed upon him by the Dharmat. So as a chubby little child, after he retired from the Jammu and Kashmir Bank, which was on Residency Road, the main road of Srinagar, just across the Bank, across the Jhelum River, was a locality or is a locality called Raj Bad. And that is where they set up a beautiful home. And all my adventures, my life began in this haven, this oyster. That was my world. There were trees, badam trees, walnut trees. At the gate, Shatush trees. My grandfather, he had, oh my God, his hands. They touched anything and greenery sprouted. Flowers bloomed. It was as if he was their parent, their doctor, their well-wisher. I grew up in those circumstances. Trees in the middle, roses galore, cherries on one side, strawberries on the other. We had literally our own vegetable patches. I made friends with all the dogs who were walking in and out of our house. The cows would come and graze. And the funniest scene was that my grandfather would collect all the rotten apples which had been eaten by the birds and were, uh, because of their fall, had been dented or crushed or whatever. And on the first floor, he would make a little pile of these apples. For what reason would he do that? So that my nanny, from there, would use these as missiles and attack the dogs and the cows coming into our house and shoo them away. So I remember the times when my grandfather would just be sitting on these patches, doing his gardening and doing whatever else. Oh, by the way, he wrote a lot of poetry in all the subjects, Hindi, Farsi, Punjabi, English. I remember as a child, knowing that he wrote a poem on Bindu, Kamatra Bindu. Unfortunately, all those poems have disappeared. But I think I got a bit of that from him. So I remember that he and I, I of course didn't know anything about gardening. And uh, I love plants, but it's my sister who takes that from him. And my father and mother. I just adore to see them 
and absorb their beauty with my eyes and revel in their fragrance. But I had to sit, little fat thing next to him, poking my fingers into the mud and behaving very busy indeed, as if I was the sole gardener of that entire property. And my nanny would scream from the top. She would tell her husband to come up and have a bath. She would tell me to come up and have a bath. In those days, I remember, we used to have metal buckets and we used to have an electric rod. And this electric rod would heat the water. So she would get upset because she would heat it, waste of electricity. And neither my grandfather nor I were ever willing to have a bath. By the way, that still lingers on in me sometimes. I do admit, I do not tell lies. I do admit, but I've had a bath today before embarking on this wonderful session with all of you. I want to tell you, I don't know about you, but I am absolutely loving sharing myself with you. It is such a pleasure. It was as if I was born to do just that. So we had lovely parties in our garden. But as a chubby little child, people thought that I had to be educated also. So just across the lane from a house was the very well-known presentation comment. Now, when you came out of our house, you had to walk out of the gate and walk up a little area. And then on the bun, you had to take a long walk to the main big gate of the school. And then you had to walk right in and the school was deep inside the forest and it was beautiful. But imagine this tiny tot with short legs and the weight of her body and bag and all that walking. So guess what I gardener did? He made a hole in the hedge. So every time the school bell rang, I would run through the gate, through this hole in the hedge and into the school premises. So I grew up with so much naughtiness. You call it jugar nowadays, yeah. I do a lot of that. <laughs> it's in my blood, it's in my veins. But that is one of the reasons that I enjoy life. I enjoy meeting people, meeting animals, meeting trees. I enjoy connection. I enjoy eye-to-eye -eye contact, even if it is from a vehicle to someone who's in another vehicle or a mobile or anything. It is that moment is so blissfully beautiful. Another thing I remember about the garden as I grew up 
all of us cousins would holiday in Srinagar during the summers and holiday in Simla during the winters because my bua and my pupaji used to have a home there. So that's where ice skating came in and uh, you know walks and treks, cold cold cheeks and uh, snowball fights. But in Srinagar every summer Dr. Kazanchi would come to our home carrying a leather bag, a doctor bag, one of those ancient kind where I just have to shut my eyes and I can see him walking in. And two tables were set up so that all of us got our injections, TB and God knows what else. Now all the kids would fight to be the last. But my Masi, who was only five years older than I, she and I would fight to be the first. And finally, Kazanji, Dr. Kazanji said, asked us, Tum Why do you fight to be the first? And then we both looked at him and said, We don't want to waste time, we want to go and play. That was the joy of life. That is what propelled me into being what I am. I would fall, I would hurt. But because my haven, my world, gave me so much of love, security, it embraced me that I bloomed. I would fall and so often. I was always climbing a tree or uh, uh, the wall or, you know, eating shaktush, doing a lot of things that I had been told specifically not to do. What do they call it? Reverse psychology? Well, I am probably really a good contender for the title of reverse psychology. A baby I find at age 69. I think I'll be the same at 96 also. That if I'm told not to do something, especially by my 93-year-old mother, I will cook up stories in my mind to see how I can do it. This is just the beginning, my darlings. This is just the beginning. And I want to thank each of you listeners because the reason why I wanted to share my stories was that in each and every bit there is a learning of how love can transform any human being. There is a learning of what security can make you go through. You fall, you get wounded, you cry, you hurt, you pain, and then you dust yourself. You get up, you go wash it with cold water and then you realize that life is fun, adventures await and you move on.